0: Everyone loves movies, but no one likes a movie that goes on forever. Whether it's Titanic, Schindler's List, or literally any Transformers movie, sometimes it can be daunting to start watching something way longer than you hoped for. Run Up The Score believes that the same thing can happen with podcasts. We know our listeners have tight schedules, and we aim to avoid rambling too long, kind of like I am right now. So don't think of this episode as a movie. Think of it like an episode of Family Guy that you watch on Netflix. Maybe like one of the ones where Peter fights the chicken. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello and welcome everybody to Run Up The Score. My name is Donna Wagonblast and joining me today is um, no one. I'm actually in our uh, studio by myself today. Uh, Scott and Tom are resting their voices. We've got a great episode dropping for you on Tuesday that we're getting ready for. Uh, But in the meantime, hopefully you guys have already listened to our sample mock draft that we posted on Tuesday. And believe it or not, we actually had a little bit more to talk about with mock drafts. And that's what this episode is about. Now, when we were recording the episode for the mock drafts, the episode actually clocked in at over an hour and a half long. Now, I'm sure as I said that, you, you were like, how on earth could you possibly talk about one mock draft for an hour and a half? And the truth is that we didn't. Uh, what we ended up doing is we talked about sort of some strategies and tips that we wanted to give to everybody about taking mock drafts and about you know performing well in your mock drafts and experimenting the right way in mock drafts. So we kind of wanted to keep that out there. We kind of wanted to give it to you guys so that you could listen to it. However, after we looked at the length of the episode, we figured that we should probably just cut that so that the results of the mock draft, which is what we were really hoping uh, to share with everyone, uh, was what we focused on. And so we did that and we kind of felt like we didn't want to just let the advice that we were giving for you guys to you guys about mock drafts go to waste so what we decided to do is we took that discussion that we had about how to approach a mock draft and how to successfully prepare for your fantasy football season using mock drafts and we basically just said here you go and uh, so this is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, Tom wants to call them .5s. You guys can let us know on Twitter at RutsFF if you think that name's good enough or maybe if you want to just call them minis uh, like I've been calling them. Then uh, let us know what you think is the better name. Uh, but for right now, we are going to get right into our discussion. Now, remember we know you know what a mock draft is. We're not trying to explain something that you already know how to do. We're just trying to give you a little bit of a different perspective, a little bit of a different way to look at mock drafts so that hopefully once the time for mock drafting is over and you're at your real deal draft, you're saying to yourself, okay, I know what I need to do. I know what's going to be available to me, and I know how to make the most of my draft today. So without further ado, we're going to get right into that discussion. So Uh, you're going to kind of hear that it picks up sort of in the middle of the conversation that we were having. Uh, So if it doesn't seem like there's a proper introduction, that's probably why. But enjoy it, and I'll talk to you at the end of the episode. No matter what site you're mock drafting on, there are certain things that we think that you should be looking out for. And the number one thing I already kind of touched on it was be sure to check the ADP or the average draft position of every player. Now, this is very convenient because it's pretty much put right into the draft software on every major fantasy football provider. I know Yahoo has it in their mock drafts and their regular drafts. Um, there's a lot of different, uh, ESPN uses it, CVS Sports, NFL.com uses it. So you just want to make sure that you're understanding something. And this happened to me. I was in a mock draft yesterday, and in I think it was like the seventh round. Uh, I was thinking about taking Frank Gore. Any sure. guess what Frank Gore's Yahoo ADP is right now? Probably no. too low. Ninety six. For...
1: That's just shameful on. So Yahoo.
0: I, so I was like ninety six is a lot, and he was he was pretty, he was up there in the ranks. He was I think like the seventy fifth or seventy third highest ranked player, and so I was like oh wow like I I could probably wait until the ninth round to get him. So you want to let ADP influence your thinking more in mock drafts to kind of see where other people might take that player. But for me, ADP kind of is one of those things that might be ignored a little bit more on the actual draft night.
1: I have to pay close attention to it because, as you guys know, I'm more of the ilk to just draft a player that I want. And um, the best part about ADP for me is that it gives me a gauge on um, when it's time for me to reach, basically, for the guy that I want.
2: Yeah, this is a good follow-up to our rankings because... You'll see that we have some guys ranked higher than their ADP truly reflects.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So
2: what's baked into that is we know that we can wait a little longer and still get that guy. Just because we have Frank Gore, obviously not in the 90s of overall players, that doesn't mean that we have to take him right away. It means that, you know, like Don was saying, you can kind of wait and then strike on him and you get a great value.
0: Yeah, for sure. Currently, absolutely. we have Frank Gore as our number 13-ranked consensus running, running
2: back. back. Yeah, and that's so, the respect he deserves.
0: Absolutely. That's Put some respect yeah. on Frank Gore's name, Yahoo. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, so my next point is I mentioned Yahoo, and I did mention all those other sites. You want to use all your resources. I don't know about you guys, but I make it a point to mock draft at least once on the big, what I call the big four. I do most of my mocks on Yahoo because most of my leagues are hosted there. But I do do a couple on ESPN every year. I do do one on NFL.com every year. And this year, I actually want to start doing ones on CBS Sports as well. And the reason for that is because the all these sites have different analysts. And the, the ADP and the preseason rankings are all based on the experts from each individual site. Like, what Matthew Barry at ESPN says has nothing to do with Yahoo's player rankings. Because if it did, then... You know, it wouldn't make any sense because it's cross promotion. That's right. So I try to look at okay, these experts are going to treat certain players a little differently. So I want to see what it kind of, to me, it just kind of helps you paint a more complete picture. We kind of, I keep going back to the Frank Gore example, but Frank Gore's ADP on ESPN leagues might be a lot higher than it is on Yahoo leagues. So maybe where you look to take him is somewhere in the middle or maybe closer to his ESPN ADP than his Yahoo ADP.
2: You'll definitely find those discrepancies, and you'll have somewhat of an idea. When you listen to this podcast, we're not trying to do your draft for you. We're trying to open up your mind, and we're trying to make you have the tools in your tool belt to make these decisions for yourself. So when you're assessing what the ADP on Yahoo is, the ADP on ESPN, you might be able to find that bargain buy, the guy that you really think, because there is a discrepancy in how they do their adp like you said there's always a difference absolutely to
1: mix it up so you know who's going where especially you know if you're playing in those uh type of formats that's how the draft is ultimately going to be structured anyway so you want to make sure you're paying attention to uh like if Frank Gore is going 96th, you know, maybe you take him 76th before someone's even thinking of him. But the value he can return there is what we talk about in our consensus ranks. And um, hopefully combining
0: those two things is where you make the uh, maximization of your pick. Yeah, your pre-draft regimen is all about collecting and really hoarding resources. And I'll, I'll try to use this metaphor and hopefully you'll understand it. You wouldn't want your repair guy showing up to your house to fix your sink with just a hammer. You're gonna want him to come in with a lot of different tools so he can fix a lot of different problems just like in your fantasy draft, you're gonna to wanna to have a lot of different options for yourself and a lot of different strategies that you could use to help make your team the best it can be. And if you listen to us, you'll be Inspector Gadget by exactly. the time draft day <laughs> there comes around. There you go. Nice. <laughs> so this is, a, th- my next point that I wanted us to discuss is something that I am experimenting with a lot this year And I'm calling it, if you love a guy, let him go. Don't draft him in your mock drafts and just see where other people are taking him. For example, if you're at the back end of round one and you're eyeing a guy like, let's say Jay okay, and and I've got the eighth pick, I'm trying to see if I need to take Jay with the eighth pick, or maybe I can get one of those back end round one receivers like an AJ Green, like a Jordy Nelson, and maybe get JGI on the swing. Now, based on our consensus rankings, none of us believe that's going to happen. But if you do a couple of mock drafts and you let that happen and see if maybe JGI slips to you in the second round, now you know that that's something that you might be able to count on during your actual drafts.
2: I think that's a cool idea. I I personally haven't really done it, but I think I'm going to begin to because ADP, obviously average draft position, it's equating where you've taken the guy. So if you're taking someone early over and over and over again and, you know, other people are too, you're influencing that guy's ADP. So you're almost encouraging people to take him earlier. I know that, you know, my mock drafts are a drop in an ocean. You know, I'm yeah. not actually going to influence the ADP. But, you know, to some degree, it's there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So another, another thing I wanted I, – I try to do – this is actually something I implemented for myself last year is – Switch up your style. Now, I know we've talked about like what we try to look for in the early rounds of our draft, and you know, especially in recent years, the zero RB strategy has really taken a stranglehold. Um, a couple of years ago, one of the big strategies was take Gronk in the first round and take Aaron Rodgers in the second. So maybe you like those strategies, maybe you don't. My suggestion and our suggestion is experiment with all of them. You know, just try to do like do a mock draft where you go zero RB and you don't take a running back until the third or fourth round. Or, you know, like last year, I was very adamant against not drafting Gronk in the first round. So I did a mock draft where I didn't draft Gronk in the first round. Right. You know, so I think if you switch up your strategies like that enough, you're going to get an idea of what works best for you or what might not work be working for
1: you. Yeah, you need to kind of know what pick you're gonna have too, I think. And especially once you figure out what pick you might have in the draft, I know some of them are like day before, you know, sometimes you can't count for it account for it. But, you know, if you um if you know what pick you have, then start especially the different strategies with the different players you want. Maybe if you have the seventh pick, you said like AJ Green or JJ, pick one where you start with one, pick one where you start with the other and kind of see where it goes.
0: Absolutely. So Another way that that strategy has kind of worked out for me, and we'll bring Tom in on this now. Another way that it's worked for me is it kind of helped me figure out what I could do with my draft. And so I'm just trying to figure out now when I should take a guy, where I should take a guy, when do I go running back, when do I go wide receiver. It kind of helps you identify the round that you should be taking certain players in in your draft and not maybe a specific player but maybe a specific position.
2: Yeah, and when you're doing the mock drafts, you just see all the trends that are happening, you know? You can see a guy falling, or you can see how people are even constructing their roster. A good thing to do would be to check out um, the roster constructions of the other teams in the draft. You can actually do that, especially, I know for a fact you can do that on ESPN.
0: And you can do it on Yahoo as well.
2: Yeah, so you can check out how those other people are building their rosters. When you're mock drafting this early, I mean, these people are probably pretty good fantasy football players. Absolutely. And even just chatting with them or, you know, talking some smack in the little lobby area, y- you can kind of get some information out of them.
0: It should be noted, though, that some people might not be as chatty as, as we are. I'm very chatty um, in the mock. So if you're interested in figuring out what you should do in a mock draft, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at RutsFF. Of course, because we'll always you know we've got we've all got the account connected to our phone, so we one of us should be available to help you out in that regard definitely. so my next um you know, it's funny Scott mentioned he's like that strategy of figuring out you know your zero RB your tight your tight end early your tight end late only kind of helps you if you know what pick you have. Well, my next point that I wanted to bring up is maybe you should do at least one mock draft in each draft position. Now that might sound like a lot, but if you're in a 10 team league and you don't know what pick you are, do a mock draft from pick one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 10. And it doesn't matter what order you do them in, but you should be at least have an idea of what you're going to need to do at each draft position. If you don't know what pick you're going to have going into the draft.
2: When Scott said that, I thought you were actually going to segue into that point right away. Um, it makes good sense because when you're doing when you're drafting from a certain position, you sort of preclude yourself from owning certain players. They're just not going to make it to you. Right. And if you really really want that guy, then that could influence which if you have the choice where you want to start picking from in your draft.
1: I think it's to to I think it's important to have at least like do a couple where you're in maybe the front end like the top 3 picks. The one and a couple in the back end, the back three picks, and then a few in the middle, at least, too, because there's going to be those players that you like at those spots. And um, you're going to be picking them, I think, whether you have eight, nine, or 10, or, you know, doing them in every spot is definitely beneficial. But make sure you're understanding where
0: people are going at the ends of the draft and where each pick. I completely agree with you, Scott. I think it's especially important if you're drafting in that one, two, three, or eight, nine, 10 slot, because they're just. Is, are so many picks between your two picks. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I, I'm in a league where I'm definitely going to have the number one pick in the draft. My biggest concern right now is who's going to come back to me at rounds two and three because I'm just so worried that, you know, there's going to be a big drop-off in the talent level. So it's important to do that. Be- and, you know, my my first mock draft was yesterday. I gave myself pick one, and I ended up being relatively happy with the team I had. And now I know that, okay, maybe I need to switch things up the next time around to see if my team is any better or worse. Right. Um, I think I had one more point before we get to our actual mock draft. Oh, yes. And this is just just something that if you've been mock drafting for at least a year or two now, you know about these people. And I've affectionately called them mock drifters instead of mock drafters. These are the people who maybe they signed up and they were at work and they forgot that they were in a mock my draft lobby.
2: call them jerks. Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> li- another way to say it. I literally do it all the time. And I don't mean to. I sign up and then there's that wait time yep. before it actually begins. And then, you know, you get a text message, you leave the the mock draft lobby and it doesn't Kevin give Kevin Durant you... resigns
0: with the Warriors.
2: <laughs> it doesn't give you a a notification that you're up. It just right. auto picks you.
0: And I actually learned from my mistakes with this yesterday. I set a timer on my phone. So that the timer would go off like fifteen seconds before the draft lobby opened, yeah. But and that, that was helpful for me. But I know that a lot of people might not be able to do that. That's
2: only helpful for the first pick because if you're in a draft with you know live people, they have a huge window of time to make a pick. So if they're right. really quick, then you don't even know when to jump back. Into exactly.
0: The app. That's right. So, but just be afraid of those people because once a person's on auto pick, they're following an algorithm that's developed by that particular site. And the algorithm for all these sites is a little bit different. For example, we all primarily mock draft on Yahoo. Yahoo's mock draft algorithm wants you to be, to have a complete roster before it drafts your bench. So for example, like if you're, if I'm in a mock draft and there's a team on auto pick who has two running backs and three wide receivers, I know their sixth round pick is about to be a quarterback. Right. Or if, if they did draft a quarterback and they have two running backs, two wide receivers and a quarterback, they I know for a fact that their next pick is going to be their third wide receiver.
2: Yeah, you know, and so
0: you just got to be careful with that because that's not a, that's not how your draft is going to operate. When ESPN, it's a live draft.
2: ESPN does that too on some regard or to some regard, but exactly like you said, that's not how normal drafts are going to go. And the big influencer for me on that one is not so much you know, the late round flyers or anything like that, but defenses. So you're not really getting an accurate picture of where you're going to be able to draft a defense when these people are just going down the list and getting auto-drafted. Right, especially
1: if you want to have, like, if you really want Denver or, you know, Seattle, one of the bigger time defenses, they're going to go for the first two or three people that leave. So you're never going to really fully understand where they're going.
2: And I don't think that they draft multiple, and I don't think that anyone should. But I think in your drafts, that could happen. Yeah. And you're not going to get an an accurate lay of the land as far as defenses is the most uh, punished position in that, according to me. Right.
0: Agreed. Right. So those are our kind of pointers of of what should be informing you when you're mock drafting. And what our listeners need to understand is – we want, we, we're going to tell you to take a different mindset going into your real draft. You're going to be a little bit more prone to reaching for guys that you really like, but in your mock draft, like this is the time that you get to experiment, to make mistakes because you want to l- eliminate like those college. mistakes <laughs> to get the people that you want on your team <laughs> for this. Cause think about it. I mean, it's 16 weeks. You don't want to be stuck with, you know, your 30th ranked receiver or our 30th ranked receiver or whoever's rankings you're using to inform your drafting. So you just want to make sure that you're putting yourself in a position where you feel like, you know what you need to do to get the players you want in your draft. All right, everyone, it's Donald checking in with you one last time. Hopefully you enjoyed our mock draft tips and strategy, special mini episode. Uh, we hope to be giving you a lot of different mini episodes throughout the year and basically what we want to do is we want to give you as much content as possible and sometimes there's just ideas that we have like this one where it doesn't quite fit with what we want for an entire episode but we do think it's important fantasy football centered information that you guys would want to know about So. That's why we decided to do it this way. Uh, This is kind of a test. This is the first mini episode we've done, so we're going to kind of see how it goes, see what you guys think. So let us know what you think on Twitter at RutsFF. You can also tell us on Instagram at RutsFF. And you can also check us out on Facebook now. We're really starting to ramp up our Facebook posting regimen. Uh, You can find us at Facebook.com slash RutsFF. Uh, Throw us a like, throw us a follow. Uh, Throw us a couple faves. You can also hit all of our hosts up on Twitter individually. I'm at Why So Serious. Tom is at Hillier, F-F-H-I-L-L-I-E-R-F-F. And my brother Scott is at Wags F-F. And I don't think I need to spell Wags for you. Also, just wanted to remind everybody that we are currently doing a promotion. We are hoping to get as many five-star reviews on iTunes as possible. So if you're listening to us through iTunes, please make sure you go throw us a five-star rating. And in your review, with that five-star rating, you can ask us any fantasy football-related question, and we will answer it. We are looking to do that show uh, towards the end of August. So right before everybody's going to be drafting, maybe you want to give us a question about your last-minute keeper selection or maybe you want to test out if we think your team name's funny or maybe you have a choice of your first-round selection and you need our help. Whatever you got, as long as it's fantasy football-related, leave it it on iTunes in the form of a five-star review and we will get to it by the end of August, we promise. That's going to do it for now. It is Saturday, July 15th, and we will be uh, releasing a new episode on Tuesday the 18th So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're subscribing on iTunes, checking us out on all the social medias that I just mentioned before. And until we see you next time, keep scoring.